You know, uh, we are in a series of miracles, uh, and really, the Bible is a miracle book, and Jesus is a miracle man. And it's amazing about all the miracles that Jesus um, walked in, and, um, and I like this. And so our, our Christian faith is not just based on all the miracles, it's based on the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead. But, uh, but there are, were so many miracles about Jesus and his ministry. And it really starts off with uh, the miracle of the prophetic words that were ministered in the Old Testament. Uh, there's over 300 prophecies about Jesus in the Old Testament. And Jesus fulfilled all 300 prophecies. Can somebody say that's a miracle? For one man to be able to fulfill all these prophetic words that were spoken by men that were inspired by God to write on the pages of the Bible, uh, that's a miracle. Just that alone should make you think, wow, Jesus is something special. I love what it says in Genesis 3.15, and this is uh, a prophetic word about Jesus, our Savior, and, and it's about when uh, Adam and Eve sinned, uh, God had to pronounce judgment on sin. And when, when Adam and Eve sinned, judgment came in, and so the world and the, the ground got cursed, and so death came in when sin came in. But thank God when Jesus came into this uh, world, life came in. Amen. And so, I, so right here, there was a judgment that was placed on the devil in Genesis 3.15. And this is a prophetic word that Jesus fulfilled. And it says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head, talking about Jesus, and you shall bruise his heel. So Jesus pronounced judgment on the devil uh, when he tempted Adam and Eve to sin. And so he said that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. And so we know that ladies don't have seed unless they are pregnant by the Holy Spirit and they receive the seed by the word of God. And so a word is considered seed. And when Mary received that word that she would have Jesus to be the savior of the world, she said, let it be unto you according to the word that was spoken to her. And so, so, so Jesus is the seed. I like what it says here because Jesus came not only to uh, save us from our sins, but he came to undo the works of the evil one. I love that because uh, we are in a world that is uh, volatile and corruptible. So the world that we live in isn't heaven. And so it was never intended, this world was never intended to have a lot of problems. Uh, original intent, when God created this earth, he created it in perfect, and he created Adam and Eve to be perfect. And if they, ne if they, if they never, if they didn't, eat of that fruit, uh, then this world would have been a perfect world. 
But because they ate of that fruit and they rebelled against God, uh, the, there's a cursed system in the world. But thank God, Jesus came to reverse that curse. Praise God. And that curse can be reversed in our families and in our lives. Amen. So it says here in 1 John 3, 8, it says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And he, what he did was he raised up his disciples and he taught them how to pray for the sick and how to cast out devils. And he's telling us to do the same thing. So what are we called to do? We're called to destroy the works of the devil in our lives and in the lives of our family and our friends. Do you believe that today? Somebody say, I'm anointed. I'm appointed to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. So praise God. And so we need to get a revelation of that. So uh, what's, we don't base our faith just on the prophecies of the Old Testament that Jesus fulfilled. Uh, we, don't, we, we, don't, we don't base our faith on the fact that Jesus was born of a virgin, but this is important. Let's look at Matthew 1, 19 through 23. And this is the account of an angel talking to Joseph. And uh, let's, let's read this. It says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But why he thought about these things. See, Joseph was engaged to be married to Mary. And uh, she was pregnant. So he thought oh, she, she did some wrong things. That she cheated on him. But... Uh, you know, God had to reveal to Joseph that Mary did not cheat on Joseph. Amen. And so notice this. It says that that Joseph was going to put her away secretly. So he was a just man. She could have got stoned for, for that. But why he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, Mary, your wife, that which is conceived of her is of the Holy Spirit. That's powerful. And sh she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. I want you to focus on that because I'm going to say this. We don't really have a coronavirus problem per se. yes. It's, I'm not denying the fact that there is a virus out here. I'm not denying the fact that, that people are dying from it. But what I am saying is the, the real problem is not the coronavirus to the world. The real problem is sin. Can I get an amen in the house today? Because sin is the real problem to mankind. Sin is a disease that will destroy mankind. And Jesus is the remedy for the sin problem of mankind. Isn't that awesome? So sin, you know, the world, they do not want to believe that sin exists. The unbeliever, 
uh, most unbelievers believe that they're good people and that, um, that by their own moral goodness, uh, that, you know, that should get them into heaven. But, but there's nobody morally good enough to make it into heaven. And sin will bring death into each one of our lives. Amen. And so it says here that Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Amen. And uh, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So Jesus, uh, you could say another name for Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. You can actually say that we're in, uh, you know, Jesus came, you know, the Bible says that Moses brought the law, but Jesus came uh, by grace and truth. Amen. So Jesus brought grace and truth. So you can actually say that we're in the age of grace. Amen. So we're in the age of grace. You know, I just want to just say something. This coronavirus is not a judgment of God. Amen. Why? Because, because we're in the age of grace right now. God is trying to draw people into his kingdom. And how does he do that? By love. He does that because uh, he draws people not by persecution. It's the love of God that brings men to repentance. It's the goodness of God. So I would have to declare to you that the coronavirus is something that steals, kills, and destroys. And my Bible says all good gifts comes from Father above, the Father of lights, with there is no variable or shadow of turning. So I, I, I don't believe that God wants the Christian church to be shut down. I don't believe it's God's will for that. That's why we got to stand in faith and believe, amen, that uh, this, this coronavirus is dying out. It's not the will of God for churches to be emptied and to be streaming live. No, it's for the will of God is for every church to be filled to capacity with people. Glory to God. That's why the Bible says go to the highways and byways and compel people to come in to the house of the Lord. So we see here that Jesus wasn't just a good prophet or a teacher. Jesus was born of a virgin. And that's very important because that tells us that, that really Jesus' DNA is of the Heavenly Father. You know, they would do tests called paternity tests to find out if, if the father is of, uh, if the babe, if the father is the, if the person's a father of a baby that was, that a woman had, and if she was maybe with different partners, they could check that one person that she may be with through a paternity test, and it would reveal the DNA of the child, and it would show who the father was. So really, the father, uh, so the DNA of Jesus is Father God. And so that tells us that the blood of Jesus is pure blood. Amen. Amen. You see, we... When we are born, we are, are born of Adam and Eve and, of their, and, and their sinful nature is awakened in us. And so, and so we have a sin nature 
And, but Jesus does not have that sin nature. He was perfect. Amen. He never sinned. Uh, sometimes I'm talking to people and I'm witnessing to people about Jesus. And I ask people about Jesus a lot. Uh, I, sometimes I ask them, do you think Jesus was perfect? And some people say, I don't know. Jesus had to be a perfect, spotless lamb. The Bible says that Jesus is the lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world. And one of the prerequisites of bringing an animal to God for a sacrifice, it had to be a perfect animal without blemish, without spot. It couldn't be an animal that had problems. It couldn't be a sickly animal. It had to be a perfect animal. Why? Because God was revealing something in the Old Testament that these animals that was brought to him to cover the sins of the people, amen, had to be perfect. Why? Because he was revealing that, that he was going to send Jesus that is perfect. Let's just, let, let me, let's, let's get a couple scriptures that bears this out. First Peter 2, 21 uh, and 22 says it this way. For to, the, for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us. Leaving us an example that you should know his steps who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. So this is Peter and he's talking about Jesus and he's saying Jesus committed no sin. Amen. You can't say that of people of today. We all have missed it. But Jesus has committed no sin. Uh, I like what it says. This is Paul, because through every through uh, two or three witnesses, let every word be confirmed. Second Corinthians five twenty one. I love this. It says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. So he made who Jesus who knew no sin. Think about that to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus knew no sin. Another testimony. That's good news today. Why? Because Jesus is the God man that walked out this life perfectly and he never bowed his knee to Satan. He never sinned. So he's the perfect sacrifice. And it says here that he went to the cross to to become sin. Now, he, he was made sin on the cross Sin was imputed to him, but he never sinned. What does that mean? That means that since he, uh, sin was imputed to him, that means that when we receive Christ and we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, righteousness is imputed to us. Amen. 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 That's good news today. That's great news. In other words, our sins are not holding us back in having a relationship with God the Father. In other words, the blood of Jesus doesn't just cover our sins. We have more than just forgiveness of sins. We have our sins washed away. In other words, there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. For the law of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. In other words, we're free. 
Amen. That's good news today. Because you can get up and you can thank God that the blood of Jesus is working and, your, and the consequences of your sin has been taken care of. Amen. So, so the world has a sin problem, but God has a solution to the world's sin problem. And that solution is Jesus. Jesus came to, to redeem mankind from eternal consequences of sin and the tyranny of Satan to bring us in right relationship to the Heavenly Father. Can I say that again? Jesus came to redeem mankind from eternal consequences of sin and tyranny of Satan and to bring us in right relationship with God. You see, sin has, if we don't repent and receive Jesus, has eternal consequences. Amen. Sin has eternal consequences. Uh, it says here, in Romans 3, 23 and 24, because some people of the world that has not received Christ, they don't see themselves as sinners. Amen. Can I get an amen or oh me? A lot of people in this world, if you ask them, are you a bad person or an evil person? Most people would say, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good person. And most people don't believe that their lifestyle, even though it may be contradictory to the word of God and the laws of God, they don't believe that that's enough sin to send them to hell. Listen, just a little bit of sin can send us to hell. Amen. It doesn't take a lot of sin. You could be a moral person, but without Jesus, you could be the most moral person on planet Earth. And if you don't have Jesus and receive him as your Lord and Savior, you will go to hell even being a morally, a moral, upright person. Amen. Why? Because our morality can't get us into heaven. It's only Jesus and his sacrifice. Because nobody's that good. Amen. Amen. Our righteousness is not as, as high as God's righteousness. In other words, God is perfect and we're imperfect and we're going to miss it. There's going to be things that we do that we step across the line into sin. Amen. So it says here in Romans 3, 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace... Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So here Paul is saying all have sinned. Amen. In other words, uh, you know, there's nobody on this planet besides Jesus that walked 2000 years ago. It has avoided walking in any type of sin. So we say, see this, that that Paul is saying that all have sinned and fallen short. So we've all missed it. Amen. Amen. It says also in John, if you say you haven't sinned, you make God a liar. <laughs> Doesn't the Bible say that? If we say that we've never missed it, we make God a liar. Amen. So, but, but, but there is a remedy and that's the blood of Jesus. It says here now the consequences of sin. It says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is. 
is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the payoff of sin is death. And that results in disease. That results in poverty. That results in the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So the pinnacle of our faith, the, the key scripture, and, I, do, and I, I witness a lot to people. I ask them if they know John 3, 16. Some people say they're Christians and they don't even know John 3, 16. And I don't know how you can be a Christian unless you're a brand new Christian um, without knowing the pinnacle scripture of the foundation of our Christian faith. For John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. Notice that, should not perish. What is that saying to us? If we don't receive Jesus, we will perish. We will die and go to a devil's hell that God never meant for us to go to. You see, hell was never meant for people. Hell was meant for the devil. But people are going to hell every day. Why? Because they're not receiving Christ as their Lord and Savior. So, 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 so. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, die, and go to a devil's hell, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through Jesus. Amen. So today I want to talk to you about what Jesus actually did for us when he went to the cross. And, he, and it's in Galatians 3, 13 and 14. It says in Galatians 3, 13 and 14, it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for his written curses everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So we see here that Jesus went to the cross, and on the cross, Jesus was cursed on the cross, in a sense. Jesus was cursed on the cross. Jesus paid the penalty of our sinful acts through his, through his death on the cross. Jesus is called our perpetuation, which means he's our sin bearer, and he took the the punishment of mankind's sin on the cross. That's good news today. That's good news today. Jesus paid the price for us. Why? So we don't have to pay that price. We don't have to pay the price of the penalty of sin in our own lives. What do we get? We get heaven. We get our sins forgiven and washed away. Jesus paid that price. He became a curse and it says that, he, that, that God has redeemed us from the curse of the law. What does that mean? That means that, that there, first of all, that sin has a penalty and that penalty is death. That's what it means. The, the, that Jesus paid the price for us to have eternal life. Those that don't have Jesus, will have, uh, they're walking in eternal death. 
Amen. But they that have Jesus has eternal life. What is eternal life, you may ask? It's a life knowing and being in relationship with a loving Heavenly Father and, a, and the loving body of Christ, where we will experience peace and love and joy in God's presence. Think about that. What Again, what is eternal life? It, it's eternal life is more than just living forever because we all are going to live forever. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to die, but I'm saying that when God created mankind, we are spirit beings that live in a physical body. And our spirits never die. Amen? In other words, they exist. Now, I know the Bible says that, we'll, that, that the sinner will, uh, you know, that it talks about the second death, which the sinner that does not repent and receive Jesus will go to hell, and eventually the final abode is a lake of fire. I'm going to say this. I'm so excited that I am saved and that my destination isn't hell and a lake of fire. Amen. I'm so excited that Jesus paid. This is good news today. This should get us excited today because I'm, I, my sin's not going to send me to a devil's hell and and a uh, you know a pit of fire. Glory to God. No, no. Jesus' blood is going to bring me to the to the gates of heaven, and it's going to bring me on the streets of gold. And God is so awesome because Jesus paid that price. Glory to God. Amen. So I love this because eternal life uh, is in John ten ten. Part of that, Jesus said, "I came that you may have life and have it what." More abundantly. So God wants us walk in an abundant life. So eternal life includes an abundant life. What does that mean? That means that God wants his overflowing love and provisions and blessings to be on his people. Glory to God. And so I like what it says in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Because I want to say this. Religion won't get us to heaven. Only a relationship with God. And in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 30, Jesus is speaking. He says, come to me, all you are labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. I love that. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what Jesus was saying is, come to me all who are burned out on religion. <laughs> See, there's a lot of religion out here. There's a, a lot of uh, ways that people say that you can get to heaven. There's, there's a lot of different ways out here. Amen. Where if you ascribe to the rules and regulations of that religion, perhaps you might make it to heaven. But listen, religion won't get you to heaven. Rules and regulations following that, uh, we always come up short and we never can follow it to the T. And religion, trying to keep religious rules, will always burn us out. But thank God we don't have to keep religious rules in our walk with Christ. Thank God we can just walk with Him. And, and as we walk in the light, as He is in the light, the blood of Jesus, His Son, continually cleanses us 
from all unrighteousness. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.